To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. You can never tell, you can never tell your wife your, like your fantasies and your sexuality. You know, I heard Dr. Sano on the news. Oh, did they interview him? Yeah. Oh, great. Did he sound good? Because he's such a great guy. Yeah, he sounded great. Yeah. You got to read his book, Healing Back Pain and Mind-Body Connection, Dr. John Sarno. The guy's a freaking genius. I'm not kidding you. It's really important. Everybody read that. I may need him soon. We, yeah. were, jo- we were joking on a rap-up show the other day about how, you you know, you're so into Dr. John Sarno that you think he can cure almost anything. Uh, pretty much, Including, yeah. like, at one point, I think you, it's anyway that he might be able to cure you from being gay. <laughs> uh, I believe he could. You said he that doesn't to even once. know that he could no, do you that. You said that to yep, me once. I, I do believe This is it. something Dr. Sarno doesn't even know. Dr. Sarno doesn't even understand. So do you think that's an illness, being gay? That's the funny part. No. No, it's not an illness, but there, it, there are de- it's a deeper psychological issue than you would imagine. Because okay. you, I know people go, well, I was five years old and I was gay. Well, let me tell you something. You could be five years old and be OCD. You could be a lot of different things. Right, OCD is another thing that you feel right. Dr. Sona could cure. He cured me, but he didn't even know it. I, I put two and two together and figured it out. After the show, I do executive time. I know. I thought of you when I read this. Yeah, I go right to my office. Everyone thinks I'm in there working, but I sleep. Anyway, Macaulay... Yeah was on a podcast the other day. Right. Inside of you with uh, Michael Rosenbaum podcast. Oh, the Michael Rosenbaum <laughs> podcast. How do you get on that? Inside of you. I like that the podcast has a name, too. How about just like the Michael Rosenbaum show? <laughs> uh, my, my podcast is called Inside of You. And like, what do you learn on Inside of You? Well, you really get into the person, and uh, it's, it's sort of a double entendre. You know, it's like, like I'm fucking you, but I'm just inside your head. <laughs> because it's exhausting. I think people wash their hands until their skin falls off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's exhausting OCD. So, uh, and my shrink told me I don't have OCD. And I said, what, well, what kind of shrink are you? I don't know. <laughs> and he says, it's not OCD. I go, well, if that ain't OCD, where I'm sitting. <laughs> well, please and, tell me what I have. And, and touching my iPhone 75 times, and so nothing bad will happen to me. If that isn't OCD, what kind of fucking psychiatry are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of gay people. Yeah, uh, always, and there have always been, yeah. What is a gay Christmas movie? In other words, it's, it's following a couple that's gay in the movie? I read you even like shit in front of these guys. Like, like there was just like, there was no even private bathroom on this thing, right? No, I didn't. Who said that? <laughs> oh, okay. No, there was IP. That was a public. There was a bathroom that we'd use. But yeah. well, you were I'm not. A, I mean, there's shit in the woods, bro. What's all the problem? Right, all <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Phil Moore, aka Jim Fix, and with me for this one is Mr. Jay Santi. Happy birthday! Happy belated birthday, sir. Yes, this I will be known as Birthday Boy because I have yet to become a man, Santi. Uh, guys, this is the uh, we the, we the this is a patchwork quilt of a show because we had some editing issue. I I had some recording issues last time we we started this uh, thing. It's a clip from uh, 2003 about uh, Howard rating. I'm not joking. Rating comedians. You know, this is like asking Beth to rate chefs, or you know, asking Robin to ba- to you know to rate diets. Um, so the first little clip involved. Uh, 
Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. And I knew it would be a great clip for, for Jay who loves comedy as much as I do, if not more so. And, uh, it's, it's just rife for even discussion, arguments, you name it. And, um, and the gall of Wiggy of all people to fucking (laughs) review comedians based on how much shit he gave, um, Johnny Carson over the years for saying, Oh, this one's allowed to sit on the couch and this one isn't. Um, then he has the gall to start naming who he thinks is a genius and who isn't. I know that got you really upset when we started this. Oh, please. And, you know, I go, I, I, as you guys know, I go down into YouTube, which by the way, YouTube seems to be like monetizing all of his stuff a little bit more and more. And I see that a lot of stuff is getting taken off. People are uh, trying to put them back. So now I've found that daily motion has been my way to get find, um, wiggy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in any case, I've been going down listening to the older stuff and I found, uh, like certain aspects of not only wiggy, but also the, the, the crew of their ratings, critiques and conversations that really, really grinds my gears because I have, I, I've, I've said that none of them know anything about any, 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 any type of subject matter. So I'll ask you, of the three things that annoys you about his ratings or his 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 uh, thoughts about stuff, uh, music, uh, comedy, movies, uh, even his comic books, his fake fascination. What's the yeah. most knowing of, of 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 what he of he critiques that it, it gets in your crawl? Well, uh, because I'm such a music dork, um, I, I mean, I could say movies, but he does know something about some movies here and there, but I, they're all, they're all equally bad, but music's probably the worst, especially considering he's, you know, trying to repackage himself as some kind of music aficionado and trying to get into the rock and roll hall of fame. Doesn't know a thing about music. Doesn't care about music as we know, NPD sufferers don't care about anything except their own ego gratification. And then just recently he did a well it's not a birthday show it was beth's birthday they they, he literally went on the air surprise show was a monday last monday and uh it was basically pre-recorded over the weekend he had robert downey jr john bon jovi who looked like you know fucking b arthur you know (laughs) like really like just that buffant hair of his all white silver fox. He's like, Allison looks better than John Bon Jovi at this point. <laughs> and, and, um, and then, and then, uh, Robert Downey Jr. With pink pants. Yeah, it's a good look. And, um, and then started saying, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do it like the old days. We're going to all pick songs and uh, I'll do the talk-ins and like the old days, dude, you hated music. <laughs> you couldn't get away from it fast enough. You wanted it to be about you, not the fucking music. Yeah, and and it sucks that that's now become his his um his go to when he want when he needs filler when he needs to do that because he knows he could just put a band on and just let them go for whatever amount of time and that that that's just basically the show. Yeah, uh, with me, the um the 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 most annoying out of his comic book fake love or music uh, was secondly sports. I I hate. When they talk sports, especially the only one in there who would have at least the the, the most legitimacy to talk sports would have been Artie. I think so. Uh, and even in the early days when they didn't have that 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 Artie factor, when it was like Jackie or Fred and 
you know, Gary would seem to be like the, I, I guess the 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 Bob Euchre or like some yeah. of like ever um, sport historian you can go with, mm-hmm. and they spoke over it. But the 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 most the most that really got to me is his thoughts on stand up comedy. I I, oh, yeah. I I hate it. I I hate it every moment he would even speak about this. Well, he revered Jackie Mason, and I never really cared for Jackie Mason, and who, by the way, has maybe the worst reputation in the business aside from Robin Williams. Um, he's just universally loathed. I think it was just because Jackie Mason was such an asshole to so many people. You'd think it might be Pat Cooper for his abrasive manner, but no, loads of people still love Pat. But I don't think anybody, aside from Bob Hope, Jackie Mason might have been the most hated because of uh, just the way he rubbed people the wrong way. But... Um, Anyway, uh, I, I think the other thing is with sports, though, this is the this is the one save for him. He's never he's never actually claimed to know anything about sports. Uh, so I, I and he admits, yeah, I don't watch it. I don't, you know, but but the idea that he's a Knicks, quote unquote, he's got ringside. He's got courtside Knicks tickets that are free and doesn't know anything about the game and couldn't care less. It's it's like he he anytime he talks about that softball game that they played in NBC, yeah. He would make this conversation about you know how he was the only person that hit a ground a ground rule uh, home run, and it's like there's no such thing. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, and, yeah, I, but yeah, he never brutal. missed it. But just the whole room with their whole the John Hines and the Garys and it maybe if if Will will get in the conversation he'll know a little something but uh the rest of the, or even and even JD JD knows his football stuff but yeah. when he gets into it he goes uh you know Wiggy's like uh, the only thing i really get into is when the super bowl playoffs start happening that's all i really start paying attention to well, oh, well, the, the only downside, I think the only thing that you, the the one thing that would be crit, they, somebody would be critical of with uh, with regard to their discussions. Is, and Carrie brought this up. He called Gary and Artie New York homers and that they just, you know, they only know about the New York teams, the franchises yeah. and that that's really it. But I think with Artie, it was teams of his era, all teams, not even just New York teams. He could probably tell you whole rosters from the era he grew up in. And now. If unless you're into fantasy sports, I'm the same way. I mean, I I know teams I follow, and I know some you know big names from other teams, obviously, and coaches and what have you. But otherwise, I don't remember you know batting average. I don't remember like you know who's got how many goals in what season. That was something you do when you're a kid. You collect you're the cards. Kid. Yeah. 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 So um, anyway, we'll go into this one, guys, and we promise it's going to make you as livid in some cases, maybe more than we than us. So here we go. <laughs> So uh, then some uh, one listener wrote in who is suspicious of me. The last few weeks, whenever Steve Martin is mentioned, Howard has to mention how wonderful and brilliant Steve Martin is. What's going on? What do they think uh, is <laughs> beneath that? He says, that. are they making a project together? Ah. Uh, well, let me, let me ease your suspicion. I don't hate everyone in show business. There are many people who I find entertaining and fun to watch. Steve Martin, and one of them. true fans of. Yeah, I'm a true fan of Steve Martin. I always liked him when he did his comedy albums, when he started out in his career. I liked him on Saturday Night Live. He was always funny as one of those Gorgie brothers or whatever they were called. Right. And um, he liked a lot of his movies. I liked a lot of his films. So I always compliment him because I'm not going to be fake and just say I hate him. 
So there's no truth that Steve Martin will be doing your voice in Howard Stern the high school years. That's right. I like Steve Martin. I think he's a true comedic genius because. Did you ever find Steve Martin, a comedian, funny? Um, when I was, he had a, he had specials back in the day, uh, even like early eighties, he still had a couple specials that would be shown. I liked his comedy for what it was. And even his, I think he was better as like a guest on Carson, for example. Um, he, when he would have a routine set up for what he was going out there and Carson was the perfect venue for him. Um, even his, his albums, I think that I'm a wild and crazy guy. I think I bought that ages and ages ago. Comedy is not pretty. I like that album, but did it make me gut laugh like Richard Pryor? No, it was, it was, his movies were better to me than his actual stand-up comedy. But he was, if you ever read the book, uh, B- uh Born Standing Up. No, no, no. I actually was. I actually, my, my thanks for thanks for telling me about. It. I had to check it and see if I have it on Audible. Uh, it's great. It actually is really, really good. He's a great writer. I will give him that. But let's be honest. When you think of Steve Martin, you're thinking these days the Pink Panther fucking movies, the remakes, the cheaper by the dozen, all that bullshit. And he's ruined. He's. And I already said it once, and I believe I, I agree with him. He's done more to ruin comedy than help it at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a, a Steve Martin fan when it comes to his acting. Mm-hmm. More than anything else. Yeah, the, the earlier stuff. I mean, you know, the wow, the crazy guy and all that. It's like like he said, never belly laugh. It was like, okay, it's it's, it's all right. Some parts are amusing, like when like The Jerk is a great film. The Jerk right. is a great All of Me is a great film. Planes, right. Transit, Automobiles, I love. Bowfinger was well done. Uh and he you know, to have him and Eddie Murphy in a movie that was pretty amazing. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was good. Um, but then, you know, he's got a lot of films out there that I, I don't really care to see leap of faith. Apparently a lot of people like, I haven't seen it. Um, I, I shouldn't go through his entire fucking catalog, but li- no. listen, if we, and if we were going to judge people on everything, Richard Pryor made so many shit movies. I can't even, I lost count. <laughs> I'm, I'm sheepishly a fan of his, uh, Christmas movie called mixed nuts. I found, I, I always found that movie hilarious. Not my blue heaven. No, I could have done definitely done without that. Yeah, there you go. So he's like, and everybody, you know, not everything's going to be a hit, guys. We get it. You know, there's there's, there's always uh, shit out there that just no one likes. Um, I mean, there's Joe versus the volcano if you're a Tom Hanks fan. So, <laughs> so come yeah. on, the Good burbs reference. or the, sorry, the the money pit. Oh my God, what a piece of shit. People do throw that word around too much about genius. Yeah, well, Christina Applegate is one if you listen to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow yesterday on the news was saying that, you know, Christina Applegate is a genius of comedy. And it's just not true. Yeah, yeah that, that's just not true. I mean, how dare she? If you were saying that, they'd have reason to be suspicious. Uh, I happen to be in the genius category. <laughs> and I'll tell you my observation about me. Oh, you've observed yourself? Yes. I'm a genius because I changed the face of radio. Oh fuck! Well, I'm. I have to stop there. This is like the the you suppress the gag reflex. <laughs> now the the only thing, like I said, we 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 have we're not going to as a show. Our mandate is to trash him, and we'll, we of course we have to give him some props for being as successful as he's been. But being successful doesn't necessarily mean you were groundbreaking or that you changed anything. The only thing he did was he uh, he managed to, I guess, 
I really think just consolidate so many. He was a hybrid, you know, the way Prince was a hybrid, except Prince was actually a musical genius and did everything without the help of other people. He just had decided sometimes to have bands and sometimes he wanted to be solo and just hire session people. Howard was contingent. Uh, he was, he was um, uh, wholly dependent on people around him to make him better than he was. He also was able to find a market, which is the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And was uh, very vanilla and untapped when it came to uh, outspoken um, dialogue on the radio. You know, Imus danced that line a little bit, but yeah. he was very much on that level to go beyond the line. Uh, anytime that you'll get some kind of uh, straightforward conversation, it was always like on news radio or, you know, those, um, those, those, political stations and stuff like that you would get that mm-hmm. conversation so mm-hmm. he was in the market in the northeast to where he could dance around where he was in dc doing that stuff he finally gets to new york which he was 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 his target goal because they weren't really doing it in new york uh so he was able to to get in that lane to where he could be a little bit outrageous because that at that time was not being done on that side of the country so he mm. he was able to manifest that then we found out later when you know buckwald got got involved with him that he was able to build that machine even more he could spread it out and then once syndication happened that's when you know the 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 rest of the country were able to hear of what was the outlandishness that was going on in new york with him yeah, and then it didn't always translate. I mean, there's certain markets he could never crack. Uh, recently, Vice uh, released or is about to release a dark side of the 2000s series. Like, it's just a, a various bunch of topics within the decade, uh, 2000, like 2000 to 2010. And one of the episodes focuses on the radio wars, I guess. So Howard versus ONA, Howard versus Mancow. I think right. that that's a good section of it. Now, Carol Chalette Cheney just messaged uh, about, like, tagged me in a post about um, Opie commenting on how Vice didn't approach him <laughs> in the episode. And and like, they don't actually approach a lot of people when they cover anything because they, uh, for a number of reasons, I'm like, they're, I'm glad I wouldn't have approached him either. He's a shithead and he doesn't really offer much insight into anything, to be honest. Um, but uh, the man cow thing, people are saying, well, he was a dickhead, too. Like, they were both dickheads. But um, it, did they tapped Jackie for the man cow episode and then if it was the same one. And he said, uh, Jackie kind of threw Howard under the bus saying, look, this fucking your dead father, man cow's dead father and skull and blah, blah, blah. And wishing AIDS on people. I signed off on that. I said, I said, sorry, I, I held my, I re- washed my hands of it. I said, that's coming. That's not coming from me. And, um, it's rare for Jackie to be so overtly like, um, unwilling to take the blame for something. Well, it's, it's, um, it's what we're seeing now, especially now with the stunt Joe, truly uh, anonymous world. They all, if they want to admit it or not, of course, I'm going to make this reference because what I do for a podcast, it's wrestling. All that is wrestling connected. It's all shooting promos on each other and um, drawing attention to a possible beef or war. 
because that equals ratings, that e- equals listeners, you know, you, you, in, in that sense of form. Because in, re- in in reality, none of us in New in New York knew who Mancow was. He was in mm-hmm. he was in New York. He was, I mean, he was a Chicago guy. Chicago, um, even like Grease Man or, uh, and and those guys. Like, we didn't hear of or know of them until they he came to New York. Mm-hmm. So he's it, it, it's basically like how we've been saying on the show. He was he was shadow boxing guys that actually were there, but we didn't know who they were. We didn't even know how, how impactful they were or, or even they were getting listenership. We didn't know that. Yeah. Well, each market was very, very, uh, you know, sort of centralized. So you, you would never get pre-internet. You wouldn't be able, even be able to stream those things. So what would you do? You'd have to rely on tapes or if they had a TV show or something like that. Anyway, uh, let's keep going a bit because we've got a lot of ground to cover. And the way people broadcast, I came up with something original and new and fresh that others now all have gone in my path and learned from me. It's kind of uh, self-serving. Doesn't sound really good when you call yourself a genius. It doesn't sound good. You're right. That's exactly right. That's like saying Beth is a model. (laughs) I was about to say, like, you don't you don't sit there and say uh, I'm a charismatic person people are drawn to me yeah other people make that acknowledgement they 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 if you consider that the compliment the other people do that you don't sit there and and it kind of it's it's kind of it's it's a little muhammad ali-ish yeah yeah now now and so and some would argue if i use that analogy well, Howard is the greatest or muhammad ali was the greatest well no people like people would say you know most of the boxing aficionado would say no 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 let History will decide who was the greatest. To just relax, it'll happen in due time. Um, but it's and, also, uh, it's yeah, also go ahead. When you're cutting a promo, or like like how Ali's doing it, and I'm the greatest of all time, and you know he's 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 going and he's trying to draw an audience to the the, the upcoming fight and stuff. He's yeah. actually uh, being genuine when he's saying this. He means this. This comes from him. Like having a casual, it's not him going against I'm saying, you know, I'm the greatest of all time. It's not him going against Opie and, Opie and Anthony. No, he's very, very in tune with his feelings and saying he is a genius. Well, and the other thing is Muhammad Ali doesn't might, might believe he's the greatest and he's saying it, but he's actually like he it's he 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 he, he, he does have confidence in his ability. Right. Um, he he's you're right. He's trying to draw some gate, but with right. Howard, when he says this, I'm a genius shit he's very self-conscious and doesn't actually believe like he might think he is like in, in deep down inside have that still that spark that goes, ah, no, I'm a fraud. And it, I'm, I'm scared. Someone's going to find out that everything I'm saying is actually bullshit. Right. So I need to do this. I need to point out my genius. <laughs> I'm willing to point out that Steve Martin possesses genius like quality when it comes to comedy. People say, but well, what you, about? I mean, are you backing off his genius? Says he's not a full-fledged genius. He's no, got only some qualities of it. Only a genius in comedy. Ah. I'm more of an all-around genius, <laughs> having scored almost a thousand on my SATs. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Thank you. Thousand. That's right. <laughs> now, do you get a certain amount of points for just getting your name? It's about four hundred. <laughs> yeah, about four hundred. <laughs> 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 yeah, another, he was able to put together another 600 after that. Wow. 
God. There are other people who are geniuses, but like people say to me, you know, like is Ben Stiller a genius? Wait, wait a minute. Who let's, says that to you? Let's read. Thank you, Artie. No one, no. This is a lo- this is funny because they used to have him. They they would get Ben Stiller on the show eventually all the time, right. uh, and I can't fucking stand him. I know people in the show already, uh, you know, know all this, but I can't believe somebody as untalented as that is, you know, with having parents he does nothing trickled down to him. Right, exactly. It it just it went down the wrong leg when when it when it should have been uh, like he should have been a genius coming back from where he where he came from, what stock he came from. Well, there there are some Ben Stiller films that I like. They're not exclusively Ben Stiller. Like in um, uh, what was the film? <coughs> Excuse me. So there's something about Mary, but I don't think it ha- I don't think it has to do with him so much as huh. the way that it was filmed and the the Farley brothers, the way they did things. Yeah. But then also like uh, keeping the faith again. It's a it's not really a comedy, but it's a it's more dramatic. But it's not because of Ben Stiller. He's the weakest link in the film, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't care what anybody tells me. Those Zoolander films are horrible. I hate them. They're fucking awful. Again, yeah. we I was someone one of my good friends forced me to watch the first one, and I go and he was like laughing, and he was looking at my reaction. He goes, "You don't like this?" I'm like, "This is just." This is ch- really just shit. Like, I, am I supposed to like this ironically? What? I even I even watched early on when he was first getting on with his sketch show, and it was just no. There was nothing there that I saw like that would say scream. Wow, this kid comes from great stock. <laughs> God, Jesus, talk about he's the Pauly Shore of his generation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get this in perspective. Is it really genius? To be funny, yes. Or is it genius to be able to split the atom? I think they both come from the same place. Oh! I think someone who can sit down and be brilliant with observation and perception that goes beyond. So Seinfeld is a genius. Larry David is a genius. Not Seinfeld. I agree with this actually uh, because Larry David's got two successful shows on his on the back on on his shoulders and when he left Seinfeld the difference is when he left Seinfeld you could hear the you could you could feel the quality qualitative difference between the shows that didn't have him and the shows before not that I was a massive Seinfeld fan but even like in retrospect people at the time and in retrospect everybody goes yeah these are new episodes these they're not so good now that he's no longer there I am a fan of the stand-up, though. I, and I I am because you know it's very hard to work clean in 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 any era. It's 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 not it's not an easy thing to do. And he what, he makes work and he sells out. What about Jim Gaffigan? Like once again, it's it that's uh, that's another guy. It's very it's it's not easy to do that. I could put him on that same uh, level as well. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm more of a fan of. Uh, Jerry, when he does interviews, because he's become uh, Gilbert's Groucho. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one that dissects comedy now. So yeah. when I hear him sitting next to uh, Eddie Murphy or a um, or or Colin Quinn, and they're having that conversation about you know their thoughts of comedy and such, it's very it's he's very interesting and has, uh, in my opinion, a, a keen mind when it comes to it. How yeah. it translates to anything else. He knew his niche. He knew I have this show. 
it runs for wherever it runs. He was able to bank on the fact that later on in life, he was going to be a gajillionaire from it because of syndication, and he got it. So that, you know, that's, that's pretty genius as well. Well, I mean, he got, let's be honest, it became a hit. And then from there on, it had the momentum of its own. And it had nothing to, eventually there was going to be a situation like, uh, remember Grace Under Fire? Right. Brett Butler was getting a lot of like plaudits at the time for being so, uh, just being so like hot in the business. And then even though the show, like it was such a hit in the first season, her alcoholism didn't derail it until like four seasons in, right. uh, it had such a momentum. So there is something, there are things that you could just get build off of. Do you want to know a good, uh, one of my favorite shows where they talk about comedy? Did you ever see the, uh, David Steinberg inside comedy series? No, he interview like each episode features two different people that he interviews and they intercut like one interview to the other. And it's excellent. If you ever get a chance. Yeah. I, I know you're not a fan of the comedians and cars getting coffee. I have some episodes. I, I do have like a select ones that I really cared yeah. about that, but a lot of them and there, there's a great rating, uh, someone, I, I don't know it was vulture or some, one of those websites where they rated all the episodes. Of course, Howard's was one of the worst. Oh, one of the worst. Yeah, definitely. He gave uh, no, he, nothing. The, the, he gave nothing to anything. No, mm-hmm. but there are episodes that you know I, I found Eddie. Of course, Eddie's um, uh, Eddie's episode was was great uh, to, to to watch and listen to. Um, I actually really uh, enjoyed um, um, Baldwin's. I liked when Alec Baldwin went on. He had good stories with um, Bob Einstein. He whenever he was on, he told. Great stories. There was that story that he told about going to Red Fox's house. Red Fox, I love that one. Yeah, and he was so good that he brought him twice. Thank you, Jerry, for picking me up in such a great car. Yeah, he was <laughs> Albert Brooks' brother, and uh, rest in peace, Super David. He he had a feature on uh, the show Bizarre, which I I'm pretty sure was Canadian. I can't remember, but uh, with John Biner, and he had a Super Dag segment on that where he'd always do this evil can evil stuff and then just get like annihilated by the the accident. Of watching Super Days and it will always in New York. It always come on on the weirdest hour. It would either be like on three in the afternoon on a Sunday, or like two in the morning on a Saturday. It was always yeah. weird when it came on. Loved his, I loved his deadpan shit. It was great. Well, he did write his own comedy. No, no, he wrote his own stand up, and it's very good, but it is not of genius it's quality. Not genius. It is not of genius quality. <laughs> I'm the Einstein of broadcasting. <laughs> And everyone knows you. But uh, you didn't invent the radio. Now, see, no. being able to see a radio from nothing, that's genius. No, not really. Putting something on the radio that people would want to listen to is genius. That's easy. No, that's not easy. <laughs> At first it was because there was nothing else. No, no. <laughs> Thinking to play records on it was genius. Seinfeld is very good, but he's no Christina Applegate. Right. <laughs> I'm the Albert Einstein of radio, All right, of so broadcasting. Eddie Murphy's a genius. Eddie Murphy is a comedic genius. Yes. A comedic genius. <laughs> or comedic. comedic. I always say he purposely would. I hate when he comedic. I hate when he would mispronounce things on purpose like that. Comedic. comedic. Was that? Was that on purpose? Yes, of course. Oh. He does. He wants to sound a little bit hoity-toity when he says that. Oh, Fuck you. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's go to a comedy club. He's a cosmic, no, he's a comedic genius. Yes. Comedic, a comedic is a funny doctor. He is a comedic genius. Yes. Eddie Murphy is in that category. All right. Uh, Bill Cosby. No, not even close. Okay. 
<laughs> just let me let me get a little further here because we have to go just wait, just wait, a wait. tad further. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not even close. <laughs> he is very very ordinary. Okay. Um, Mort Saul. Genius wait. level, but not. Yeah, wait, go wait, ahead. go wait. ahead. Bill Cosby, who has been ripped off by countless of other comedians. And I, I won't even go by records. And, I, and I'm not even going to sit here and say that I, I am a huge Cosby fan because another one, like I said, it's hard to work clean, especially in an era where comedy was changing the 60s, the 70s. You had yeah. the late Bruce's who was coming up. Uh, Richard was getting his foot in there. Fox was 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 killing it in the Chitlin circuit and such like that. With Cosby, for him to work the way he did, and he basically just sat there and made it seem as though that you were in a room with a guy who was telling stories that was just funny. Yeah. Even in that era, Carlin worked clean as well, and he even started changing up a, a little bit. Bill never strayed away, and I mean, countless of record-breaking com- uh, comedy albums is not genius. Um, well, that's the thing. It, it, it's, it's funny because he never translated into mainstream success until he had the Cosby show. Right. Uh, and then Fat Albert, whatever. Okay. Well, Fat Albert was first. Yeah. Uh, he did I Spy and such like that. And then, you know, he had the, the um, if you were considered the black exploitation movies with like City Portier and all that, which. Sure. Uh, appreciate it later on, but for Wiggy to say that Cosby is not a genius. And guys, we're not talking about the the rape stuff like that. That, that obviously <laughs> is his legacy, but that does. It, and this is the thing I I, I I struggle with. Like when a when a an artist does this, like in, when an artist torpedoes their career in such a manner, can you go back and listen to their things? I think you could make the argument that well, they did this before I knew they were. They're awful. So I'm going to go back to my memory of when they didn't do this. Or can you just, or do you just, because the, the thing is like with, um, there's loads of people that have, they believe Woody Allen molested, you know, uh, the, um, God, Mia Farrow's daughter. What's her name again? Um, God, uh, not Satchel. What was the one? <laughs> the names, then I, I get all the names mixed up, but, um, why am I thinking Sun Yi? Why did that come to no. me? Well, I mean, they're just the the fact that you know it was it, it was Woody, it was Mia's stepdaughter, yeah, not uh, not uh, his. Like it's not sure Mia's daughter, adopted daughter, but yeah. it's not not his stepdaughter. First of all, second of all, um, the oh I can't remember, but either way, the one that he they claim she she he molested her in the attic. He goes, I've never been in an attic in my life. <laughs> I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> And so, anyway, they boycotted yes. his films. They wouldn't watch him anymore. And a lot of actors and actresses decided, no, like, I'm not going to work with him anymore. And yet he's still not me too. Well, cops went through his case. I'm not going to argue the merits of Woody Allen. But my point is, a lot of people, there's like a demarcation zone. And all of a sudden, I can't listen to him anymore. Does that mean you can't watch Annie Hall ever again? Yeah, I do the same thing with everybody who talks about R. Kelly. I, uh, yeah, you know, he did some shit. And then, then yeah, I don't coincide with it, but. Man, that motherfucker made hits, though. Woo! I believe I could fly. Damn it. <laughs> right. Like, do I have to throw out the negotiator because Kevin Spacey fucked up? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love the ref with, um, with, 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 Kevin's, um, with Kevin, um, sorry, with, uh, 
Dennis Leary. Dennis, Dennis Leary. I love that movie. Great film. Great film. And 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 Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Do I can't watch that anymore? <laughs> God, it's bad enough I can recite it. Not quite genius because Lenny Bruce was the genius there. All right. How about Richard Pryor? Genius. Dick Gregory. Bright. <laughs> Not a genius. Robin, I see a pattern in all these names you're throwing out. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. Dick Gregory was a fucking genius and such a great writer, an underrated writer. And was prolific for his time for everything. He was way ahead of his time in comedy, in social consciousness, in yes. politics. Yep. Way ahead of his time. But he's bright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listening to the 79 talk, it's just infuriating. I'll tell you who's who, if you want to know. George Carlin. Bright. Bright! <laughs> Not a genius. <laughs> See? I knew this would get you going. Ugh. And I remember I remember listening to this live, or, or maybe, I mean, I've heard it uh, numerous times. Uh, uh, later on on YouTube's and all that. And each time it does the same thing to me. I just do the rubbing of the eyes. Like, oh, what is he talking about? All right. <sighs> okay. Okay. It, uh, we don't know if the uh, the first bit of we started rendering this, guys, we don't know if it uh, actually uh, recorded properly because uh, for there was some something I've never seen happen before on the thing we're using. But um, first he started talking about Eddie Murphy, how he's a genius, but Bill Cosby wasn't. And I agree with this. I, I agree with both. Uh, although a lot of people will tell you, Bill Cosby, he he influenced so many people. He might be a fucking convicted rapist now, but he, uh, even Chris Rock will tell you, he he was partially responsible for him getting into stand up. I, I get it. It's not, you know, and, I, and I'm I'll be honest with you. I I when it came to stand up, I never had like those. You know how pe you, people have belly laugh kind of comedy. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of hurt. It was more of that smart, uh, you know, uh, uh, thought-provoking comedy. Bill had that. Is very uh, uh, connecting with his audience. Another guy who worked very clean and was oh, yeah. to have that. Um, I thought more along the line of outside of stand-up where his genius was done, especially with Fat Albert, um, Cosby Show and stuff like that. I thought those were the most influential shows in television mm -hmm. history and such. Um, and I get, I get that with Eddie, uh, you know, I go to contrast with if everybody says the Mount, Ru Mount Rushmore of comedy, uh, with me, I love Eddie to death, but we've only had a handful of, of material to work with when it came to that. So it's very mm -hmm. debative to do that. But, um, Jesus, I, <laughs> and this is why I say I, I could never take him serious when it comes to his thoughts about comedy it just it's 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 outstanding how oblivious he is to what comedy really is well yeah and so what we were what we had talked about even though the may not the recording may or may not have picked up was eddie eddie just had not was not prolific enough to be considered a true genius of the art form even though he probably is a genius. Like he probably yeah. is like in terms of being physical in terms of being able to do impressions in terms of just delivery, doing a joke, stage presence, um, in terms of charisma, you know, in terms of sheer talent and intelligence, like making funny jokes, not just, you know, shock stuff. Because at the time I remember specifically a lot of the critics were, 
well, they were mixed. Uh, Delirious was the really amazing one, and Raw was kind of the you know everybody's everybody's seen Delirious. Now let's see what he's got. And I think he suffered a little bit from that. Like I think he the fact that he couldn't make two specials that were just as good as each other. I don't believe, although they were like superly pop superly popular. I think Eddie suffered from. I don't know if I can top Delirious. Yeah, I I, I draw comparisons to um. With Eddie, I do the same with um, the Notorious B.I.G. with Biggie Smalls, where I've said yeah. that um, you could always argue to say that Biggie's probably one of the greatest rappers of all time, but he didn't have a big catalog. He only had two major albums and one that was done um, uh, after his death. And uh, it, it's it's always put on that level. And me being a Brooklyn kid, I always say Biggie all day, BK. So it's yeah. like, you, you'll put him up there, but they both share the same... I guess kind of fate when it came to their materials that you, you're really looking at only two strong um, aspects of their um, their recognizable works. You could also say that Eddie on Saturday Night Live was great. You could say that yeah, he was amazing on there, and I could say with Biggie that yeah, uh, I've on whatever features he did on other people's albums or songs, he was you know phenomenal. Uh, right. Still, you can't sit there because we've saw and we've seen, you know, we, we've seen uh, the aftermath where not only that their material uh, just was, um, I didn't say, I'm not going to say didn't hold up, but there's a lot that came after them where a lot of people either, you know, they were, you know, they, they took from them or they were uh, um, inspired by them and actually possibly exceeded them. And if not, did exceed them. Right. Like, you know, so if you take Eddie Murphy's film roles, like but Beverly Hills Cop, like he blew up so quick and he he was in um, I can't remember the Dudley Moore film he did. Um, uh, basic. Uh, uh, no, uh, no. He, Trading Places was the one he did with, um, with, with Dan Aykroyd. But what did he do with the Dudley Moore? He got uh, paid like a million bucks to star in not Arthur. When he was he played the military, um, the tank, the, the tank, um, the tank. <sighs> Oh, uh, this is gonna kill me. I gotta look it up because it's gonna kill okay. me. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. It's gonna uh, kill me. God. That that bothers me. I should know that one because it's such an obscure thing, and that's that's usually been yeah, my, my, uh, my benchmark, you know. It's not basic training. I forgot the fucking name of it. Eddie. I got it. It's gonna come to it's gonna I'm gonna get it. Thank you, IMDB, where it comes from. Best defense. Best defense. I knew it was with a B. I knew it was with a B. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he he started becoming a big star in, in that way. But then you got to see him just choose, he like do his dramatic chops with Dream Girls and Dolomite. I mean, um, he, he was able to, and the Golden Child and, you know, coming to America. Like these were all evidence that he was multi-talented and i think i don't think he needs much more to to prove that i suppose but i think now as a, as an adult i would love to see him do try to do a stand up special to see if he could top the the first two which is tough to do but you know you've got to compare yourself against yourself and i would love to see if he could get close to it even and i i, I would admire that a lot yeah well, let, let's just yeah. hope for it because uh there is a uh, uh Belio's cop coming out soon so let's see how he does there yeah. I put him in the genius category. Put him wherever you want, Artie, but nobody cares where you put anybody. <laughs> well, I You're mean, not a genius yourself. I am. Exactly. Well, I can, only a genius. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm not saying that Artie's a genius. I'm not saying that. But yeah. what I'm saying is, why would he say nobody cares when about Artie's critique of who has 
that kind of level in comedy when the guy in the conversation that he's talking to is in that business. He is in that business, and he's, oh. and and I think most comics, and he himself already doesn't have any aspersions of himself as a comedian. He he knows he thinks he sucks, right? Like he knows he knows he, he can draw up. some people, and this is two thousand three. Granted, he's not like Uber; he's not making the big money, but already later on started buying his own hype a little bit. And when he got into that later drug phase, he thought, you know, like the money meant he was this much of a draw. The money meant he could make that. The money meant what it meant in that moment. But I don't think it meant meant he was it was he wasn't getting paid what he should be paid for his talent. He was getting paid for being the train wreck. He's on the Stern show. And he would admit that earlier on. I get what I get because I'm on the Stern show. If I'm off the Stern show, I'm working clubs again. I'm working, you know, the funny bone. Um, I'm not playing arenas anymore. I'm not playing, you know, not arenas, but I'm not playing, uh, concert halls. So, um, but he, his taste in comedy is quite good. Yeah. He, 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 he had a, he's always had a finger on the pulse of yes. Uh, classic comedians later on when he got on, <laughs> he'll, you know, hype up certain guys that he done, you know, done shows with. Someone a little bit of hit and miss, but you know, it goes to guys that he were working, he was working with, so he had to big him up. He had to put him, mm-hmm. but like we say in wrestling, you got to put him over. But yeah. uh, but he 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 was he was very uh, astute when it came to to stand up comedy, big time. <laughs> Can tell you. Wait. Who is the, the reason I had to reveal myself as a and genius? Because he's the one who can right. tell you who belongs in the group. You're a nice guy. Okay. You're funny. Not even bright, huh? He's funny. He's funny, not bright. I wouldn't. In all Artie is every man. All right. Adam and Artie Sandler. is funny. Adam Sandler. No. no. But that's what they thought of you early on. They thought you were the early man. How can. If Artie was sitting here. <laughs> well, he does look like early man the way he walks. I think you had to. You meant to say every man. The, mi- yeah. the missing link. Uh, well, you. You, 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 he was, he's still, well, he walks a little Cro-Magnon, uh, dragging his heels and a dragon is it dragging his knuckles. Uh, you're right. He was considered, well, he wasn't like, I mean, on the East coast, I suppose he'd be considered the everyman. Right. But, 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 uh, you're right though. They did think he was funny. They did think Howard was funny or they thought the show was funny. They said, it, I think, is it, is it, we love the show and because it's Howard Stern, the Howard Stern show, that means Howard Stern is funny. That kind of thing. Right, it, it it it's it's like it would be compared to if like Artie was sitting there breaking down who he thought was genius in radio, like he would say Rick Dees was a genius or Scott right. Shannon, uh, you know Shadow Stevens, Shadow Stevens, and and Wiggy would look at him like he's fucking he's got a, a missile coming out of his head. He'd be like, what what are you, what are you talking about? You yeah. speaking about comedy the way that you are, you 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 really are. Sounding like you're off your ledge, like you're on the ledge. Like, what's wrong with you? Well, there's certain people that shouldn't be talking about endeavors that they've never. Like we had, we tried it one time, and it was awful. When he did the club, club the the Ritz, we oh, reviewed ben- him and the club Benet. We, he, oh, Benet. he did like a couple of uh, show, but it was the the tape we had was from him performing at the Ritz, and. Um, it was awful. It was beyond awful, and we had to stop doing it. There was two parts, and we couldn't make it to a third because we just were brutalized by it. You know, um, there's uh, there's only so much bad comedy. Like Len and I were going to go through Shuli's two Shulogy albums to see if we oh. could. Like, see, he can't get through it. Like he says, it's going to be like War and Peace. I have to go piece by piece through it, and I don't know if I can do it. 
Yeah, it, like it cover it for the show. It's definitely and, uh, root canal without Novocaine. Oh, root canal. It's better. Someone drives a Mack truck over my mouth. Ouchie, you don't need to take any of that medication. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Yeah. You don't need that. Thank you, Ray. No. He's, he's, he's got his fans and he's got people he, he makes laugh, but he's not a genius. <laughs> you see, I think Adam Sandler's a genius, so maybe that's why I'm the everyman. <laughs> no, no, Adam Sandler's not a genius. He is not a genius. I just call him Adam Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam not. Sandman is not a genius. I think he's very Jim funny. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is not a genius. <gasps> uh, I'm going to give you a new category. I'm sorry. Jim Carrey's brilliant. <laughs> no, he's bright. I think and he's funny. I think he's hilarious. Just like you're funny. I don't think he's brilliant. I don't think he's bright. I did think he was funny at one point and a good talk show guest. And he's talented. There's certainly uh, Jim Carrey has talent. There's no question. But there's no one going to call him a genius. No, I, 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 I definitely wouldn't put him on that scale. Uh, yeah. with, and certainly not Sandler either. Yeah, not, I was gonna say, same thing with Sandler. I wouldn't have put him up there anyway. But it, you got you to gotta just give him where the, the, you know, not many geniuses get uh, uh, billionaires, so like <laughs> almost billionaires. Like it, it, you, 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 the Kardashians aren't geniuses, but they made a hell of a lot of money, though. Ain't pretty much. Right. What I remember when uh, Andy Dick was talking about Rickles, and he said, uh, you know, it's it's amazing, you know, like uh, uh, I know, you know, Fitzsimmons was talking about how Rickles, he loved the fact that Rickles was eighty something and still doing it, and still doing comedy, and he already goes, I'm just I'm just depressed that Don Rickles is eighty something and playing the Golden Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> You know, meanwhile, like Seinfeld's, you know, got 25, like 50 Porsches and stuff. And, you know, it's true. If there were some kind of um, merit level for the kind of work someone has done and the money they should be getting, Seinfeld would be getting Rickles money and Rickles would be getting Seinfeld money. Yeah, if if, if history would have been uh, financially uh, uh, feasible, that everything would have been prorated. Yes. <laughs> to, to comedians from that era. Yeah. Right. Rickles would have died of billionaire he would have been good he would have good to go easily but he's not a genius he's not a genius no no he's not all right that's it this is interesting uh, you're learning something peter yeah. sellers peter sellers is not a genius <gasps> he is very funny <laughs> see he, he, i told you this is gonna infuriate you <laughs> maybe you should take this one in steps oh oh with the small, and once again, we talk about small time of career that we know them of. Oh, Peter Sellers was one of my early days of getting into comedy, like comedic movies, like that yep. era and such. Same as Mel Brooks. That's mm -hmm. when people, when I tell people how much of a fan I am of Sid Caesar, they oh. lost their mind of them. Although the age that I am now, they, people go, yeah, I see that. But when I was what, 17, 18 years old and saying how huge of a fan, I'm mad to this day that I cannot find a movie that Showtime made, which was uh, the from the, um, the play adaptation of Laughter on the 23rd Floor, and I uh -huh. cannot find it anywhere. And it's a... Uh -huh phenomenal movie it's, it's about the, the, the story of the seats the city's hour for you to say peter sellers is not a genius 
He's unbelievably. He's something else. <laughs> well, uh, did you? You know what you should do if you haven't already. Did you email Showtime and ask them? I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to ask about. You know, I, I might have to do that because the uh, God who who was on there. It was Nathan Lane. Uh, I believe Hank Azaria was a part of it. It's it's such a brilliant uh, adaptation of the play. It was awesome, and um, I, I'm telling you. I was 17, 18 years old around the time when that happened, and I will watch that movie on a loop. And I grew up a kid from the projects in Brooklyn. And yeah. when the guys would come to my house and want to, you know, light up a little um, green grass, whatever, and they'll be like, they'll yeah. look at me like, what the hell are you watching? And I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, yeah. I'm watching it. And they would sit there and laugh hysterically. I don't know if it's the weed. I don't know. Well, <laughs> But it was brilliant. Oh, God, I loved it. Uh, and, well, and the best part about it was on Showtime, what they did was they had the Sid Caesar documentary first, and then they played the movie. Yeah. And you saw the what, 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 Imaging Coco, uh, uh, um, uh, Carl Reiner was the, 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 the cast and writers that was part of it. Woody Allen. Woody uh, Allen. Yep. Mel Brooks. Oh, my God. It was it was like my. It was, was all star. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was all star all the way, yeah. and that doesn't always work. If you've seen the film, the film, it's a mad, 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 mad world. You'd expect that to be a lot better than it is, and it's not. It's, it's just not. not it, it's not. That was one of my biggest like disappointments of uh, the Mills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a bridge too far. How could a film yeah. with James Caan and Robert Redford and uh, Michael Caine and uh, not, it's not Michael Caine? Um, I think he might be in it, but um. What's his name? Sean Connery be bad. And it was, right. and it's directed by Richard Attenborough. Um, <laughs> but the, since the show, your show of shows, it's funny what we got in Canada, because a lot of the stuff we get, we had a certain amount was Canadian content, but then we would get shitloads of British and American shows based on like, they just need to fill time, right? They need to fill broadcast time. So we got stuff sometimes that you wouldn't have expected well after the fact, the, obviously the like older sitcoms too, the honeymooners, the, I love Lucy show and stuff like that, 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 that was universal pretty much right. and um but like you know or like monty python we had loads of we had even like uh hello hello we had um what's the one absolutely fabulous we had uh we had loads of stuff to be able to watch but um the to be able to to understand like the carol burnett show what the what that did to people like back oh, in the God, day that's another one uh oh my god i used to i whenever i would i i i, I would when the way they would run the reruns i i was blessed to have like that small window of my life where my uh, my early life where my my yeah. family members introduced me to that i was had to be maybe about seven eight years old when carol yeah. was running it and those moments i would remember 10 years later and I would wait to see where I can find it again so I can see it. You know, they didn't have honeymooners was something that was always in New York. It was every 1130 channel 11 every night. You could definitely find a channel that would have it. Right. But when you, when you were able to finally get shows like uh, the Carol Burnett show uh, laughing, uh, Nick was like a, like uh, Nickelodeon, after that yeah. certain, Nick and Knight thing, when they were able to show those show, oh my goodness, it was it was just a godsend. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's making me mad. He's really making me angry. Yeah, yeah. You're kidding. To be a genius, you have to be fully realized in an area. 
Uh, at five years old, I knew how I was going. At five years old, I knew how I was going to reinvent radio. Fuck off. I wish I was a genius so I could disagree with you about Peter Sellers. <laughs> I know. How can you disagree with me? <laughs> That's what makes Artie brilliant. That's he's, makes- yeah, he's brilliant. Absolutely. Well, the the thing is, the the Artie is unfortunately not at a level at this time that he can really go toe to toe with Howard. By the time they get to serious, he can tell him to go fuck himself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's still feeling his. He's still feeling his way through the <laughs> show now. Yeah. Yeah. Be on my level is different. It's frustrating not to be able to disagree with Exactly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Fred Norris is funny. Fred Norris is not a genius. No, I don't know about that. Fred, Fred does no. things. Well, <laughs> he's not fully real. Okay, so we've often had this conversation, and many people in the QF universe have this um, love-hate kind of... Uh, tug of war about Fred. Okay. Fred was my guy early on. Right. When it came to him doing like um, his impressions and stuff. Mm-hmm. When Billy came in, once Billy came in, who the fuck? <laughs> Fred, Fred who? Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. One of the most embarrassing things that I've ever heard in life was the um, Raymond Burr impre- impressions. Oh, yeah. Both and they, 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 there was even a YouTube page that did the, the Raymond Burr uh, uh, segment, and they just eliminated Fred because it, he, it, it was useless. It, it, it was, there was no need for it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to his timing with sound effects and who knows how, what, where, where he was integral in the writing, was he a genius for that show? I don't know if he's a genius for the show. I think he fit. He fit the. He fit the, 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 the. Was he? The, 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 I don't, he was. He was like the donut when you get a flat tire. You throw. You throw the, the the shit one you have on, and it's not comfy, but it'll do. With the sound clips and stuff, he. I agree. He had a talent for it, but I don't know that you'd call it genius. I don't know, proficient. Is that? Is that? I guess he was capable enough. Right. I and and I've I've had conversations with people and. Some may say that Fred could just be as comparable to Scott the Engineer because they say that Scott was a great engineer genius early on back in the days when you had to do everything before digital and such. Sure. Cut, uh, uh, being able to 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 do um, um, layovers and be able to piece by piece put stuff together. They said uh, Scott was uh, top of his game. Yes. So both became obsolete after a while. That's the that's the word we're gonna use. Yeah. Uh, and Fred, his impressions. I mean, more more. If you like, first of all, his, his Ronnie impression is so god awful. I know. I, I'm certain Fred knows it's awful and doesn't give a fuck. He's just collecting a paycheck. But then the Nicole Bass one, I found really annoying. Him doing um uh like he would do. <laughs> I think he did double A a couple times. Um. Hi, Howard. Howard. But I mean, most of us could do these. Yeah. Hi. How's it going? What's going on? Um, uh, Where's Beffo? I'm looking for Beffo. Right. (laughs) Between child porn uh, searches on Google. Well, the the other thing is, um, like, I'm trying to think who else. uh, Earlier on, um, God, who's the other one? Oh, Jim Florentine. He did a passable Florentine impression. I have to give him that. 
That one was good. I I did like I like Jim's um, um that impression of Jim that I liked. Right, but uh, other things. I mean, I, take him or leave him. I I think Fred was overrated in, in a lot of ways. And as for the writing, like you said, we'll never know what part was should have been attributed to who and who did what. I mean, Jackie. I mean, some of the the Jackie jokes were funny because when. He did have a good capacity to write for Howard because Howard didn't have a fucking phony bone in his body. The only phony bone he'd have is when Ralph would fuck him. <laughs> um, oh, no queer bone, and that's not that's not funny. It's more queer. Yeah, I, I got that from uh, I got that from Levy, um, and uh, <laughs> you know, she, you know, Chappelle likes to steal from, and um, I think that when it came, when it comes down to it. It really was the whole ball of wax and that even if things bombed, they could be funny in the bombing, like uh, in that format, in that in the, st- the in the format of the show, bad bits could get laughed at for being so bad. But on a stage, you go to a comedy club and you bomb. No one laughs. And um, I like I said, I when 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 listening to a, a lot of the comedians like uh, like um, Colin Quinn, uh, um like we we mentioned Seinfeld, mm-hmm. um, even when when the 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 up and coming guys were were going through it, they said that their best comedy came from bombing. And you yeah. would, would even you would even probably attest to it that it was you 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 sharpen your knife that way. This is way this is where you got it when you didn't get the reaction or you got uh, uh, maybe a heckle or two going on. This is where you was like. This is why I'm here. This is this is this is why I'm doing this. This is the this is where you 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 make your your bones and you earn your craft. Whatever cliche yes. taglines you want to put on it, but oh yeah, wow. Well, the thing is, like, also you got like um, Carson. Carson was a master of getting into the digging himself a ditch and having to get out of it. And people, you wanted him to bomb so that you could see him rescue himself. It really was the high wire act. And he was live and there was no live, there was no fucking, I mean, there were certain things they could do in the, the West coast feed, I suppose. But in New York specifically, when he would be bombed, he bombed, he had to, he had no choice but to get out of it. And he himself, I think enjoyed that partially because that was a bit of adrenaline there. Like if a joke didn't work, he deliberately left it in sometimes. And then, or he, you know, he said, let's see if I can make this one that work. And if it doesn't, (laughs) the save was the killer and no one else ever did that. Woody Carson would, did. Yeah, Woody would never know about that because he would be too afraid to get that uh, instant feedback. Yeah, <laughs> and and Dice, God, he released the day the laughter died, part two, as an entire like it's a sequel to an album that he did at a club with like eighteen people in it and performed and recorded it, and he gets no laughs in the day the laughter died, part two. I understood what he was trying to do with that album, make an entire album of bombing, and um there's a certain bravery that goes along with it, but it, I don't know that it was funny in the way that you traditionally call it a comedy album funny. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to bomb that was the right. whole album. He's doing something right now. On Instagram that I came across, as a matter of fact, I came across it a day or two ago on Instagram where he's just just walking around New York City doing mini films on the Instagram reels. He's just like interacting with people, but he seems like like he's disorientated, but also (laughs) like... (laughs) I've seen a couple. You saw it, right? (laughs) 
it's funny. He, he, funny runs to, funny. he runs into a woman in a supermarket. He goes, aren't you the woman from uh, Real Housewives? You're great. You're doing a great. Uh, and the way that it's shot, it's I'm I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to like this. But so far, I'm so intrigued by it that I'm following it. <laughs> He's he's being a little Jerry Lewis-ish, uh, like in the way he's doing it. I remember he he was with Eleanor in a diner or something, and they just have this. He's trying to. He's almost doing a little Chris Farley as well. Like, um, can you help me peel this? Can you start my orange? You know. <laughs> <laughs> he start to peel. Anyway, I, I gotta I gotta give him props for that. He is always like he 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 likes to embrace some of this stuff, and he's always liked filming. So he's not fully realized yet. <laughs> not a genius. <laughs> good guy though. Goodness. Very good. Good father, from what I hear. Good egg. All right, Robin Williams. No. Ah. Not a genius. Woody Allen. On, on with his comedy, I will give him. I'll give him this. Robin Williams was a notorious fucking joke thief. I know you loved him. I love him as an actor, but I, I and he was a, a, a phenomenal performer at some point. But I mean, like I got, I hated his fucking shtick. After I saw Martin Short destroy him on SCTV, I could never see Robin Williams in in do comedy and laugh ever again. Okay, stand up wise. I was a fan because I did. And this is early on. I learned later on, and it was it yeah. Was, no one knew about all that other stuff. The stammer. I, I got that. But regardless of what you say, performance-wise, entertainment-wise, there's no other company that like there's no other like genre that would sit there or 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 or, or, or a area of entertainment that would allow you to spend millions of dollars for you to just go out there and shoot from the hip, not follow the script, just do what you do, go out there and make whatever goes out there happen. Mm -hmm. There's so many directors and and producers and, and film editors that said there's so many highlight reels that we had to cut that was so hilarious that we... Our movies would have went from an hour and 20 to three hours, and it, it would have been like the godfather for everything that he did. Yeah. And it, it wasn't like throwaways. It was, they were legit funny, belly laugh funny, that we just couldn't do it. It hurt me to find out that his stand-up was, you know, it, it was ripped and torn. And, and I think later on, when you saw his later stand-ups, that you, you, you saw that... um he had to put the work in yeah because everybody knew what he did early in the days but and you know it's still funny but it wasn't what he was early on no but his genius came from off the stage not on the stage well either way um i, I you know there's no question that he made his mark in the business and i, I think you know the, his he's got enough turn turns in dramatic roles like i said um yeah, forget, even, good, 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 Goodwill Hunting. Forget it. Insomnia. Even it was a film I hated, but he was great in it. Um, one Hour Photo yeah. later on. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Awakenings. This like sort of straight turns that he would do. Uh, the World According to Garp. Dead, dead, uh, Dead Poet Society. He was fantastic in. Like he, he, oh. I mean, there's Dead Poet Society was the one I, I keep thinking of because he he sort of does in the middle of it he you get jarred because he starts to do a little bit of stand up in the film almost doing impressions 
but and that's a little off-putting but aside from that the performance is spot on and um i think it was some of his best work but then i could say with wiggy's argument is that not comedy that was all his right. deep down dramatical stuff yeah right? Right. And I, I can get that but even his comedic movies look at oh, please i i i, I yeah, I, it's, it's, I, it's too I, close I, to the bone. I can't have this conversation with him. Yeah. No. Not no. a genius. No. No. Billy Crystal. No. <laughs> not a genius. Uh, Dave Chappelle. No. Not a genius. Chris Rock. Now, you, no one would say that about hey, Chappelle wait. <laughs> then. Wait, I was about to say, wait. <laughs> we were going to have this argument. That, uh, that time, yeah, I will be in the same Bane. But yep. even still, the Chappelle show at that time was groundbreaking. It was. And, and it owes a lot to like In Living Color completely. Like all the, sh- all the shows that came before it, absolutely. Uh, but, um, and now, and I, I think I know that now, you know, he's considered this, he's in one of the pantheon of, you know, fucking massive standups. But, um, I don't, I'm not caring for his Netflix, uh, specials. The last few, uh, I think he's being way too self-indulgent and I like a f- more faster paced, um, job done with my comedy. Uh, not that I have to have joke, 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 but if I'm from the old school, I love the old school comics that would just like keep hitting you and hitting you and hitting you. Dave wants to, make it more social political and wants to make this, you know, he, he, he's drawing things out, I find. And I don't think there's as many gut laughs in his, his specials as I expect from a guy that's that talented. Yeah, I get it. And, um, we, we, we could do like a whole like breakdown yeah. or for, uh, on another, um, time on, on, on the other channels. But, um, at that time where Wiggy's talking about, I could say, I get it now. And now listening to uh, Chappelle these days, it's like, nah, the guy's, yeah, nah. In my opinion, he's a genius, man. It's so it's it's way too smart for a lot of people to even laugh at because sometimes they're laughing because they're uncomfortable, and I like that, and I like that that they're laughing because they're uncomfortable. <sighs> Let me think for a second. Let me get into my flashes. Well, thinking about it is a nice compliment. What are you saying, Fred? You're only funny. Chris Rock. (laughs) Chris Rock is not a genius. Oh. Not yet. He could be, but he's not. I'm not sure about it. Kennison, you're right. Bring that. Kennison was a genius. Kennison was a genius. Yes. A genius. Bill Hicks. No, I agree. I I agree about the Chris Rock thing. Um, bring the pain was his kind of tentpole bit of uh it was a genius stand-up there's no right. question i'm not even a huge chris rock fan but i i had to admit that was a a piece of genius but you know, everybody uh, can say that you know it was a rip of of, and he'll even admit to it it's a rip of um of raw that he could say that he'll, he 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 took that that kind of thing but um he's another one that did the eddie murphy playbook where he just sat down after a couple of stand-ups and walked away and was like okay i'm good with that i'm all right which you know i don't blame him if you can do it but he got a bunch of shitty movies out of it and i mean what a couple good ones but i mean he not the ones where he was the star i i don't think he ever realized like i'm not uh, a leading man 
I'm not, no one's going to see Chris Rock unless he's, you know, it's Chris Rock and so and so. Like he's a sidekick or he's with somebody's partners. But it's a, it's, it's another, it's another testament to, um, them earning, earning it early on, knowing that they were, um, gonna die or fail wherever they, you know, die, fail, or succeed one way or the other. And, Mm -hmm. Banking on what they got, uh, um, his his first two standups, the HBO the HBO specials. Which the other thing that people don't understand, um, in our in our in our era in our in our in our um, demo is HBO did so much for standup, huge. I mean, ridiculous um, um, pomp and circumstance for comedians. If you had an HBO special, and I'm not talking about like the the half hour specials that they would give certain comedians every Friday night or such. If they gave you an hour with the, the celebratory kind of uh, environment and, and with the large audience, you were, you were destined to go rock was like one of those early guys that got that uh, dice got that early. Um, uh, HBO specials were prestigious. The, the 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 first the, the groundbreaker for it who got it every year when he wanted it was Carlin. Carlin got it every year when he wanted it. Yes. Uh, uh, once HBO pulled away from that, you know, Showtime kind of did a little thing for them here and there. Then it became uh, um, comedy Netflix. Uh, then no, what the big you know comedy. Central- oh, in terms in terms of who took over the uh, the spotlight of right. you know so and so's got a special. Yeah, Comedy right. Central definitely yeah. took a, a big yeah. chunk it, of it. It became that Showtime would do it. Showtime is actually still pushing it a little more these days, but now now it's the Netflix. Um, if you got a Netflix special, no, you you're 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 on the you're on the game now. Yeah, and I mean the amount of money they threw at Chris Rock post divorce for those two specials, which I believe was to out- own them outright. Like yeah, I think he sold them those you things. Could blame, you could blame um, um, Comedy Central and um, and no, nah, basically you could blame Comedy Central for for uh, Dane Cook if y'all want to. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, well, I think they bought um, Rock specials outright. I think yeah. they they gave him some like twenty million each or whatever. And uh, you, you keep going, how can they afford to give Chris Rock that kind of money? Netflix. Now, some would argue that the the service is actually like they're probably in they might be in the in the red um, in terms of you know making profits off of individual projects but i think they're banking on like the money constantly flowing in through subscriptions and not being worried about downloading and whatever but is chris rock worth 20 million a special (laughs) i don't Uh, know they banked on 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 chappelle and they've seen some some they've seen some money revenue from it oh Uh, certainly yeah, little by little. So uh, they they would I guess they would hope that that Rock would do the same thing for them, but yeah. at the same time, it's like you know at the, the the era that we're talking about, HBO was like, oh my god, they, they, that was the launching pad for anybody. If you got an HBO special, then right. you, you 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 are on a on a rocket out of out of the atmosphere. 
Right. And and then A and E when they would do the uh, an evening at the improv, like these were like this this you know, if you couldn't get on whether you got on Carson or not at some point, if you got a little slot in there or Star Search even. I remember Sinbad, the first time I saw him was on Star Search. God, it was some awful. Oh yeah. Uh, he had like orange, like wearing all yeah. orange with orange hair and yeah. Uh, I mean, is is carrot? <laughs> carrot top ripped off Sinbad, I guess. <laughs> um, but he was funny at some point. I just don't like. I loved him on a different world. I love that show. Yeah, I thought that was his best. Like he's best, and that um, film he did with uh, Phil Hartman, House Guest, fantastic. Yeah. God, even though he rips oh, yeah. off the and Tim Conway dentist thing, when he did with um with Schwarzenegger, the, um the Christmas movie, he was actually funny in that one as well. Yeah, he's got his moments. Not a genius. Uh, may he rest in peace. Funny guy. This doesn't mean these people aren't funny. Letterman. No. 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 He's a very nice man, though. <laughs> Leno. No. No. Now, you said he's very funny. He's not fully realized. Not fully realized. Right. <laughs> Now, here's the thing about Leno. At one point, he was the number one comic in the United States. Number one. Like, the one that they all look to to save comedy, basically. And another, he was edgy. clean comic. Or another clean comic. He was he yep. was edgy, but it was another clean comic. Yep. And, uh, but, uh, and I wouldn't call him a genius either, to be honest. But he was like a fucking Swiss army knife. He could play any venue. <laughs> he told, he said, he told a joke. He's not a joke. He told a story on the Rogan show. I think about playing the, like an all women's Christian school or something like that. And just to see if he could do it or oral Roberts university. That's what it was. And he said, I wanted to see it just if I see if I could. And I go, you could, I could barely, but I did it. And it takes bravery to get out of your, you know, he was saying it takes anybody can just stay in Boston and play to the same crowds over and over again. I, as soon as my act was working somewhere, I went somewhere else to see if I could make it happen in the Midwest or whatever. And and he did that around the country until he got enough people to follow him. It was pretty amazing, his story, Jay Leno. Whatever you think of him and The Tonight Show and all that shit, his stand-up story was pretty, pretty phenomenal. And hence, he was fearless on stage. I am, um, uh, like I said, there, there's, there's comedians that will give you that belly-hurting laughter, and there's yeah. comedians that will give you that, I like that, that's smart, I like that. And Jay was one of those guys that it's smart. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it you didn't have to put an F word in it or the S word in it, and it still got it over. So yeah. there is a integral play of genius with that. There is because, yeah. you know, not having to do that or not to do that much to get a joke over, to make a, a room um, still get you. It's, mm -hmm. it's 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 still a, a smart play, but no, I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him up there. No, no way. Not a genius. Not a genius. All right. Um, John Ivan Ritter? Reitman. Ivan Reitman. Not a genius. <gasps> oh, you're kidding. brilliant guy, but not a genius. Brilliant? How can he be brilliant and miss genius? Brilliant. How about uh, how can he be brilliant and miss being a genius? Don't be insulted by this. This is I'm a very high I level. I don't understand that. He's brilliant. How about he no. goes into the editing room? He can see things that other people can't see. Yes. But to be a genius is a whole different thing. Harold uh, Ramis. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. 
Now, hold on. He's going to, he's just about to say Harold Ramis. No, Harold Ramis was not a genius, but he was an incredible writer. No, no, no. But even what he just said about Ivan Reitman, I'm like, what? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, it, uh, okay. I, I was going to say oh. one or the other, but I, I'm, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a genius, so I, I can't be on his level to contribute. We, we, why are we even releasing this? We're not geniuses. <laughs> I got one. Bill Bellamy. All right, I got one. What's that guy's name? Bill Murray. Bill Murray is a genius. There you go. Is a genius. That's right. I got one. Not too many geniuses. Oh, John Belushi. Okay, before he goes to Belushi, why would he put Bill Murray as genius, but no one really questioned it? I, I, um... I love Murray. Love him. Yeah. Great. Right. Um, his comedy, his uh, screen, if you want to say that, which means that somebody edited his comedy, whatever the case may be. Yeah, sure. Why would you put him on genius level? Where? That's- I think there's I think there's a sort of where does where the fuck does he get it from? Yeah. Quality yeah, about Bill Murray. Question that. that one I would have questioned. Um, I, I never found him a genius. I did enjoy a lot of his work. Um, I'm trying to think, and even one of look, one of my favorite films of him is not even, I mean, it's a comedy and it's a drama. It was uh, lost in translation. Oh, I thought he was fucking brilliant in that. And it's been, it has more, even more meaning for me living in Asia as many years as I have. My wife and I saw that in the theater and when it came out and we were in hysterics, like when that, when that, when the older Japanese hooker comes in and she starts <laughs> going lip my stockings, which is such a, it's a throwaway bad joke because exactly. you know, the R's and the R's and the L's get fucked up over in Asia often, just in many countries, not just Japan. And that whole thing, and then the uh, the commercial when the dish director's <laughs> shouting a mile a minute in Japanese, and the translations uh, more intense. You know, <laughs> I'm sure there was more. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody he nailed it. Him, everybody draws something like Caddyshack and, and Stripes, and Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, such like. One of my favorite movies in which he was probably on screen maybe about, if I would say anything more, was maybe like 15 minutes, was Kingpin. I thought he was He's a funny in that. movie in that shit. It was He was awesome. great. Even though, like, the, but no one challenged him to say that Murray was a genius. I mean, his stuff that he did with Saturday Night Live was, was, Saturday Night Live was, was, was good, but yeah. I, 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 one, I, I don't know. I, I, that was, that was, I, that well, well, I think if people had seen him, like the, his improvs did days, like at, at the, uh, at, at second city that they would tell you he was a force of nature the same way Farley was a force of nature. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, Farley was hysterically funny, for example, but not a genius. Right. You know, like that, I, I agree with him on that, but, um, but anyway, we'll, we'll keep going. But I, yeah, I wouldn't tell him a genius Bill Murray by any stretch. No. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is closer to a genius, believe it or not, than but Belushi. Not. But not a genius. On Saturday Night Live, he was... If you saw Celtic Pride, you would never call him a fucking genius. No, neither. neither <laughs> and I never would have even put Belushi in that, that, that category either. No, God, no. He didn't have enough. He didn't do enough work. His stuff on Saturday Night Live kind of propelled him into other things. But Belushi was not... 
Uh, and maybe he would have gone on to do really good dramatic stuff, you know, as well. That's the thing. I think that's that was Belushi's trajectory. But uh, he's he wasn't a genius, and neither is Dan Aykroyd. I, and believe me, I went and was digging deep for a lot of Belushi stuff, and a lot of the stuff I was like, I don't see it. I don't. I don't. No. I, yeah. He picked bad projects. Continental Divide, Neighbors. Well, These they, were not great films. The the, the 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 Steven Spielberg movie he was he was in. Oh, 1941. Yeah, I'm like, I don't see it. I I, I don't I don't Spielberg get Spielberg couldn't do comedy. Like yeah. he had all these people on 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 screen, and he couldn't make them funny yeah, because the script wasn't to, great. He wanted to do comedy so bad, and nothing. But he he, he had to stop. He's not a genius. No, he's <laughs> not. <laughs> and by the way, guys, we're cutting this episode because I wanted to really, and we're not even going to get to the whole thing. There's a whole bunch more. We're gonna, it's going to be a two parter, most likely. So this is going to be, this is going to be our our user illusion. You done hit the nerve of. A Fillmore and I's fucking passion, and this is where get, this is what you're getting right now. There you go, genius. Yeah. Not everything they do is great. These geniuses. Even I have slipped up here and there with a bit. <laughs> <laughs> slipped up. <laughs> what about Priest and Boy was a real fucking barnstormer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, the hand puppets. But I can tell you, Dan Aykroyd, if he was a genius, something hit him in the head and he lost. You know who's a genius? <laughs> My ex-wife's lawyer. <laughs> He's also a funny guy too. I hung out with him. <laughs> what is it? Tom Green. No. Oh, come please. on. Stop it. Okay. Chris Farley. No. Class idiot. No. Brian Dunkelman. <laughs> no, come on. Yeah, you're trying to be funny. Give me a break. I'm trying to think. Who could be uh, another genius? Mel Carmison. Well, yeah, but that's not... In a different field. It's not comedic. I've he's, seen genius. He's getting on to, you know, he can almost see the radio and make it genius. He was genius enough to know I was a genius. <laughs> Very few people didn't understand my genius. Hey, well, then I'm a genius. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Slow down, Robin. Slow down. If you added all of the brain power in that room and then quadrupled it, you still wouldn't get it like you'd get into college. How many gigawatts we could get from that room? You couldn't there wouldn't be enough to light a match in that fucking room. No, I mean I I'm 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 overdoing I'm overselling it and I'm being a little overzealous because I hate hearing unfunny people fucking, you know, just just talk comedy um and some would argue i shouldn't be talking about it either well that's your take but what i we what this episode and this series of episodes guys because this is going to be a two-parter for certain i would like you guys to have your take on what you feel about the people mentioned about their take howard you know you have your your say because again it's all subjective but i like hearing the opinions like reading the opinions even if i disagree with the opinion it might be amusing <laughs> I can see that long before anybody else could. Mel, I saw it before Mel. Um, Mozart, Mel, and me. Mozart. Oh my goodness. Three geniuses. <laughs> you know who isn't a genius? Who? Tom. Very slow. Well, nobody's going to argue with you there. He's retarded. Oh my goodness. <laughs> let's let's try to figure out retards. <laughs> but there there is a level. Well, I'm just trying to get a, a a picture. So it's Chris Rock is not. Even though he's been brilliant. Chris Rock, that's a tough one. He's pretty brilliant. 
I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I, I don't know. School's out on him, though. Yeah. The school has not uh, turned in his grade yet. He's a very brilliant guy. He might be a genius. I'm not sure on him. If he does the show again, maybe. I think. <laughs> well, he's a weird guy because if all he ever did was that that 96 HBO special, bring, bring right. the pain. Yeah. If that was all he ever did, I'd say he's a genius. He doesn't. You know, a lot of stuff he does bad. It throws you off. See, he makes right. really bad movies. Yeah, he's not a, a really genius for that. Yeah. He, yeah. But he's so brilliant. As a stand-up. The thing about people don't understand when it comes to um, not only comedians but actors, where they sat, you know, they sit there and they are in these bad movies. Mm -hmm. There's still a thing that goes on, like used to be back in the '40s and the, you know, in the '50s and the '30s and such, where certain actors are contractually tied to films. Mm -hmm. So. Many of them, they have these films that come up to them, and for them to get out that contract, they'll take shit movies to get out of them. And then there's yeah. other ones who sit there, and they have you know a three picture deal over the the you know whatever the case may be, and they'll say, "All right, um, especially for the new up and comers, the new, the, new, the new ones in the business, they'll be like, yeah, I'll do this movie, I'll do this, and I'll do that.'" Mm -hmm. And they'll do it because they think that they can make it to something fun. They think they can make, you know, Chris takes, um, you know, Rock will take um, uh, Head of State or um, I think I Love My Wife or something like that. And would take it to say, yeah, I think I can make it something. And then find out like, nope, it's not anything. But, <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm, my mind is boggled that Ryan Gosling is in the Barbie movie. Like, why would he take that? He's, he's well, a, it's like, why would he do that? I'll tell you what, sometimes they, sometimes it's actors want the comics or whoever it is. They want to stretch. They want to see if, like you said, they can do it. Like, you know, maybe I can delve into this a little bit. Other times. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the business that you make. In order because you got fucking mortgage payments to make. I mean, like, what was that famous Michael Caine line about uh, Jaws, the Jaws, uh, the Revenge, or <laughs> Jaws 3D? And he said, no, I've never seen the film, but I've seen the house that it that it paid for, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a lot of these guys, they all will admit some, they, loads of people do things to take the money. I think for Rock, it was definitely a take the money and run thing. If they offered him $4 million for head of state, and he didn't have to do a year of fucking stand-up for it to make that money and more... Maybe you take it, and if it's a bomb, it's a bomb. It'll is, and and you and the other thing is, some of these guys go, well, it's going to be like a fucking ten million dollar budget movie. They're going to make their money back in rentals. I'm not going to not get any other work if this is a bomb. People are coming to the house. My wife is upstairs crying. I think you should tell your godfather what everybody else seems to know. <laughs> I, I want all inquiries, man. <laughs> I want no accidents. I want you to call all the heads of the five families. Oh, no. <laughs> to 